I'm Alex L. And I'm Libby Delena. Welcome, Welcome to, to This Morning, Morning Walk Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hey, Libby. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a whirlwind. Okay, so let, I'm going to back up. I'm going to say, hello, New York Times bestseller, Alex, author of How We Heal. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. I know that's crazy, right? It's wild. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired, but I'm so glad the tour is over. I'm so glad the book hit the list. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I'm so glad I don't have to drag myself on walks during tour because that was not fun. No, that's a lot. It's too much. I saw you in Los Angeles and you, well, here's the deal. You're fucking spectacular. It was a great show. And I could also see how how much energy that took to be up on stage to talk about this book, which you birthed into being in the last year. Yeah. And to be doing that for 10 days. Yeah. It was a lot. I had so much fun. I really did. Like if I could just tour with more space for rest. 100%. That's what I would do. I love it. And I would be your book tour doula and I would get you tea and we'd walk every morning and talk about what happened the night before. (laughs) Yeah, that would be wonderful. And it's so interesting just, and you and I have talked about this, like trying to actually sit with, like that was a big deal. Like I went on a huge tour for a book that, which is like not something most authors get. And then I had that book hit the list that most books don't get on. And I have been trying to sit with that. It's been hard for me because I'm like, I'm very goal oriented and I'm very competitive with myself. So it's like, okay, girl, you did that next. And I really have to be mindful and intentional about you did that and like be with that, be with that, celebrate yourself, which can be really challenging for me because now it's like, okay, on to the next, my publisher's interested in my next project already. The affirmation card deck is coming out in, I think, February. Like this is like legit. I know I've been writing books for 10 years. But it wasn't until like the last three that my career really blew up. And I have been, maybe the last four, but like I have been just going. I wrote After the Rain. After the Rain went to auction. Chronicle won that auction. Now I'm with Chronicle. After the Rain came out, then like six weeks later, they were like, we want another book from you. Like I am an author. Like it is a job. And so that's been interesting to like have this thing happen in my career within my job. Like it's like a promotion for authors, you know, like in my mind, that's how I'm looking at it and reaching this next phase and being like, and not ignoring that reaching the next phase is a big deal. It is worthy of celebration Because like, if a friend of mine was in the same position as me, I would be celebrating them like big time. If, I mean, I have a friend who's going back to school to get her master's and like, I am so thrilled for her. And like, she's riding the ranks of her career and just kicking ass. And I'm so thrilled for her. And it's like, I don't have that same thrill for me. And I don't know if it's because I'm in it 
not to say it's not important or that it's not exciting, but it's, I'm holding it a little bit differently. Like this is my job. Of course, I'm supposed to go on tours. Of course, I'm supposed to go to write books. Like this is just what I do. Of course, I'm, I'm supposed to hit the list. I'm, I mean, I've been wanting to for 10 years, right? So it's like, this is the trajectory and I'm not giving myself a lot of room to like be with it, which I don't know why. Yeah, why is that? It's so amazing. It's interesting, right? I feel you. I mean, I hear that and I love all of this for you. I want you to love this for you too. Why is that? I mean, I again, I feel like I do the same thing. You hit the list. <laughs> it's a 10-year goal. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love this for me too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love this for me. And I'm also like, okay, keep going. And I know that that stems from childhood wounds. I know you and I have talked about this and I'm not going to go into super detail about what really bursted my bubble. I wrote about it slightly in Gratitude Weekly. Actually, I renamed the Gratitude Journal to Gratitude Journal. So in my newsletter, I wrote about it slightly, not quite ready to talk about it yet. But it's really shitty when someone can burst such a huge celebratory bubble. And it just, especially someone who should be like, that's amazing. But what I've realized on this path is, and me and Ryan have been talking about this because he still gets emotional thinking about it. (laughs) The other day I was looking at him and his eyes were watery. I was like, what is wrong? And he's like, nothing. I'm just so happy for you. I'm just so proud of you. And I'm like, oh, babe, like, it's just so sweet, you know? I And I think that's where me and my husband really balance each other out because he can be present in a way that I have not found out how to be yet. And so I live vicariously through Ryan. I do too. <laughs> but also when our heart's desires are born and then we have people telling us whether it be with their attitude or their tone or their action or their words it's not that big a deal that'll make you question everything you thought about yourself and I mean I hear it a lot with my students and my clients like I've reached this huge goal and my parent dismissed it or my spouse couldn't be happy for me or my friends got jealous or there was like this envious energy in the air. And it's like, that's really challenging. And so what I am learning to hold and realize as I learn how to celebrate myself, which feels like a huge undertaking, but I am deeply committed to learning how to do that better. I'm learning to hold that the healed version of me can see the unhealed version in someone else. And so someone not being able to celebrate me doesn't mean that I can't celebrate myself. Someone who's unable or unwilling to be in their healing does not mean that I cannot continue on my healing path. And so it's very layered. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, walk stars. I want to turn you on to one of my favorite podcasts in the entire world. It's the 10% Happier Podcast, and it has one guiding philosophy. Happiness is a skill you can learn. 
and I truly believe this. So why not master it? Hosted by Dan Harris, a journalist who had a panic attack on national television and then set out on a journey of transformation. He's now on a quest to help others achieve peace and happiness. Every week, Dan talks to top scientists, meditation teachers, and even the odd celebrity in wide-ranging conversations that explore topics like productivity, anxiety, enlightenment, psychedelics, and relationships. The interviews cover everyone from Brene Brown to Alexander Draymond to Sam Harris. So, Walkstars, as you know, this podcast is much more than just about walking. It's the same for 10% Happier. Think of listening to 10% Happier as a workout for your mind. Find 10% Happier wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, it's very layered. I have to say, I have a sort of a frog in the back of my throat because I think that's deep, hard work, right? Which is we reach some kind of place or a milestone that is really important for us and disregarding the measurement of it, how big it is, how important it is, but we reach a milestone for ourselves. And it's something that we potentially have shared with the people we love the most that's important. And when we are not met by the people we love most with the same, maybe it's not even the same, but with open arms or love or care or seeing or joy for us having gotten to that place? Is it heartbreaking? Is it discombobulating? Is it, I think that's all of it. I think it makes me feel uncertain about the thing that I really wanted to get to or you know, even with walking, if I wanted to get to some year or mileage, whatever it might be, and we don't feel acknowledged, seen, held, celebrated, it can be really unsettling. It's really unsettling. It's really hard not to believe the lack of acknowledgement or lack of energy back from the person you love. It's hard not to think, well, was was my goal silly? Was my desire to reach this certain place actually not that important? It's hard not to question ourselves. I don't know. It feels heartbreaking. It feels to me too disorienting, the word that's coming up. Yeah. On this path of joy and elation and celebration and like, whoo, and then someone's inauthenticity. And what I mean by inauthenticity before I carry on with that sentence. I don't want just joy and celebration and elation. I want authentic joy and celebration and elation, not performative, right? So it's it's so many layers. And I think we all want that in our human experience, like authentic connection, authentic joy for one another, authentic love. And so when we don't get that and we're on this path, and someone greets us with inauthenticity or disheartening energy or doubtful energy, it takes us off the path. And then we get turned around and then we get lost. Which is the path forward? What's my next step? Walking, what's my next step? What I hear you saying is I don't want somebody to show up with balloons and not love and acknowledgement for 
what is energetically, spiritually important to me. I don't need balloons. I need you to meet me on the path and say, I'm going to hold your hand for the next half a mile while we walk and hear how important this is for you. I want you to meet me on the path authentically. Put your arm around me, hold my hand, and listen to why this is important. Whether it's important to you or not, <laughs> it's important to me, right? And I think you and I are the same in that way, because even if something may not be important to us, if someone else that we love gets something that's important to them, we are like, hell fucking yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. All of the yeses. Yep. Bring on the cake. Bring on the cake. Yes. <laughs> Cake. I'm throwing out biodegradable glitter on my walk for you. Like you <laughs> more joy, more cake, more yes. Joy, more joy. And when someone can't meet us in our joy, that shit hurts. And I would say, unfortunately, it might leave a scar for a moment. Might be leave a scar for a long time. But let's hope in terms of the work that we're all doing that the scar doesn't last forever, but it leaves a mark. It leaves a mark. Maybe it's a bruise and not a scar. Maybe it's like this like deep bruising of ourselves and of what we thought we knew. And I think that's what my walking practice teaches me is like, walk to who you are. Mm -hmm. So when I go out and I'm feeling chaotic or disoriented, walk home to yourself. Yes. Remember who you are. Walk home to yourself, even if you're bruised, even if you're hurting, even if that scar you thought had been stitched up well and healed over cracks open. Like, how do you hold yourself, period? How do you hold yourself when people can't meet you? How do you hold yourself when you can't meet yourself? Yeah, right. Well, you said at the top of this, which was you are learning. And I think this is the process of this walk you know, metaphorically or literally, how do you continue to hold your own joy, your own walk, your own practice, even when people you love very dearly can't meet you on that path? And may never. And may never, may never. How do we hold that grief with, woo, woo. <laughs> right. I mean, I think you and I not long ago used to always say, stay grounded and look up. For me, that sort of notion of look up, it's just, we have to keep our feet on the ground. We have to keep our heart where our feet are and then stop, pause and look up. And I don't know, for me, there's incredible joy looking up at the beautiful sky, the beautiful stars, the, <laughs> the owls, the sort of spiritual gesture of up and looking up. But it is not without its impact when someone we care about, whose feedback, whose acknowledgement, whose hand along the path matters to us, can't meet us there. It's, it's impactful and it's hard to keep walking sometimes. Feels like a stiff headwind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. I'm working through the successes. I'm working through the grief of this i'm working through the shedding of this you and i and me and ryan have been talking a lot about like this like my career is changing in a big way and i have to make some choices that allows me to truly see myself 
and to like, you know how when someone gives, sometimes we'll get a compliment and we'll like deflect from the compliment. I am learning not to deflect from a beautiful life and not just because of my career and not just because of what I've accomplished, but like, I feel like a lotus that just grew out of the mud and that's a beautiful thing. And I want to celebrate that. I've been thinking more about where I've come from, like pregnant at 18, really deep in self-hatred, not loved, nurtured, growing up by my caretakers in the way that children are supposed to be loved and nurtured, and to create the life that I've created for myself with children who are happy, with a partner who is my friend first and foremost, as a woman who has a deep sense of self-worth now, as a woman who decided to walk a new path, to make a new path and walk it. Like that deserves my attention. And sometimes it's so hard for me to look at because I still sometimes struggle with scarcity mindset or like, is this going to be taken from me? Or just like, because when you are a trauma survivor, I learned this in therapy, everything feels like in someone threw something up and it's like in slow motion Mm. and you can only grab maybe something, you know, because our minds are, we're in defense mechanism mode, like often. And so it's interesting when I talk to my therapist about this, like not being able to see myself or see my life. I feel like everyone else can see my life, but me. Does that make sense? Oh, it sure does. hundred percent. You know, I'm just learning to like the mantra. I wrote this in how we heal. You are safe now. You are safe now. You are safe now. You are safe to celebrate yourself. You are safe to witness your life. Hey, it's Torre. Every week on my podcast, Torre Show, I interview amazing people like Andre 3000, Jada Pinkett Smith, Brisha Webb, Charles Blow, and all sorts of people about what fueled their rise to success and the ways in which being Black shows up in their work. If you want some inspiration to help achieve your dreams, listen to Torre Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. do understand that from a different vista, but I do understand that. And I think my vista is a little different at 60 year old in a work coming out of a work environment that wasn't particularly safe and women weren't acknowledged. So it's a different lens on call it trauma or, or not knowing how to celebrate the accomplishments. And I think you and I share this standing in this place where it's hard to see a where we are what we've accomplished and i don't mean that necessarily in work necessarily but where we are where we stand at the moment and the impact that potentially our stories have on somebody else and 
I find it almost impossible to see. And I would say my relationship with you has nourished me along that path. So I love what some might be might call reverse mentoring, right? I love your mentoring of me. <laughs> I've learned so much in that, but I do see that and I do feel that. And maybe you and I can agree that 2023 is, is it more, it's not more kindness to ourselves. It's, you and I talked about this before, it's more nourishment for the things that are truly essential for our path forward, more nourishing individuals in our life, more nourishing experiences, more nourishing views for me, nourishing views of the natural world, more. And that in embedded in that is this recognition that in many ways we deserve to have that nourishment. There's no longer a place on this path, in this walking process, to not feel completely nourished and restful and easeful and celebrated and cared for and met. And that along this path, to try and bring it back to walking, but as we walk along, we keep walking past the things, no judgment, we keep walking past the things that aren't those nourishing things. So we may see them on our path, they may cross our path, but as we walk, we keep walking past. And those that are truly loving, nourishing, holding space for us, we grab their hands like you and I have grabbed each other's hands and we continue walking down the path together. What's that? Oh. <gasps> Oh, I love that. Information to carry into 2023. Right. And there's no judgment if it's not magnetic. We just leave it, leave it at where it is. It does its own thing. What we attract and what we hold and what sticks to us. I've, if you can see us, we're on Zoom now. I've got my arms wrapped around myself like a hug. It's like those things that stick to us, that we carry with us, that we hold dear. I love that visual. Yes. Mm. Need your friend who does art to make us like a bandana of people of us walking and then just having things kind of like. Right. It's like a Pied Piper, but with um, spirits and vistas and emotions. <laughs> yes. Ah. <gasps> What are you drinking today? I am drinking today my yuge, which is Saluna Garden Smoky Chai with a little foamy almond milk. But it is now two o'clock East Coast time. So I think I'm going to switch to my hippy dippy fabulous homebrew kombucha. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to move into. But that's what I had this morning. How about you? I had coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But last night, I had a really delicious Japanese black tea with just a little bit of half and half. And it was amazing. So does that count? Yeah, it sure does. Yes. <laughs> We're not judgmental about when or how or where you have your tea. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anytime sounds great. And if anyone here listening loves tea, 
We need to do a Tea Tuesday post on Instagram. Like drop your favorite tea in the comments. 100%. And your favorite mug, ceramicist. Yes. And your favorite ceramicist. Yes. Is that going to be a thing? I think it just became one. (laughs) Okay, friends. So we actually want to hear a little bit from y'all, actually a lot of it from y'all about what you're walking into 2023 with. Here's what you need to do. Record a voice memo on your phone. Tell us your name and your location, what you're walking into 2023 with, and what tea you've been drinking. Try to keep these like two minutes, three minutes max. And you can email us your audio notes at hello at thismorningwalk.com. And we're going to do a special listener episode as we bring in the new year. Does that sound good? That sounds so fun, right, Liv? So fun. I, I can't wait to hear. I mean, here's one of the things I love about our Instagram feed is the stories and seeing around the world where everybody's walking. It makes it satiates my wanderlust and makes me really happy. So yes, send us an email. Hello at thismorningwalk.com. Little voice memo. Can't wait to hear from y'all. Libby, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I love you too. And I see you and I see your book on the list and I makes me so happy for you and uh, on to 2023. (laughs) This Morning Walk podcast is produced by me, Wayne Bertram, me, Alex L. And me, Libby Delena. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Your support is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to follow This Morning Walk on Instagram for weekly journal prompts and photos from our walks. Until next time. Take care. Thanks Thanks for for walking walking with us. us.